Hi, everyone. We're back with another episode of Flotsam and Jetsam, a mini pod from WSL Piers One Ocean. Uh, I'm Kim, and I'm here with my teammate, Reese. Hey, everybody. And we're going to cover the top stories that floated across our desktops this week in under five minutes. Awesome. You ready? Yep. All right. Clock's on. First up, a couple stories on plastic pollution. The BBC is reporting an article uh, titled Single-Use Plastic, China to Ban Bags and Other Items, basically saying that China is going to step up and really ban some single-use plastic. Yeah, and that's such an amazing assertion to make from a huge, huge, huge world power. Um, And I think they're setting an incredible example for other nations with massive outputs. Yeah, for sure. And it's cool that a country that large can kind of say that at the federal level. Um, We haven't seen that yet in the United States. Um, You've seen it in other smaller countries like France. Um, So it's exciting that China is stepping up like this. They had made a previous commitment, but it seems like they're ramping up the urgency here. And, you know, it's it's super important. But I'd be remiss to not mention that, uh, you know, I think sometimes China gets bl- banned, banned. They get blamed as the uh, you know uh, the world's largest polluter because a lot of the plastic in the ocean comes from rivers in Southeast Asia, but a lot of that comes from the Western world, comes from the United States, comes from Europe, Australia, et cetera. So a lot of these Western countries ship our plastic waste as recycling or even just as trash to Southeast Asia, which kind of teases us up for our next story. Yeah, uh, which is that Malaysia has sent back tons of plastic waste um, to the rich countries that, like Reese mentioned, sent it straight there. Um, and it said that it won't be their garbage dump. Yeah, this one's coming from CNN. And uh, basically, a few years ago, China said, we're not going to take your plastic anymore. Uh, and they had this program called National Sword. We actually discussed it a little bit in some of the other podcasts. Um, including the Alex Weber episode, as well as an upcoming episode with Five Gyres Institute. But they said, we're not going to be your dump anymore. You can't send your trash here. That created this sort of um, cascading effect where all these countries started sending it to other countries like Malaysia, Indonesia. And so you had these informal recycling facilities popping up, um, which is really damaging to their local habitat and environment. So uh, countrywide, they're saying, we're not doing it. And not just not taking it anymore. I love that they sent it back. Like, yeah, here. fully. <laughs> it's such a cool move. And and I think it's really interesting, too, because it changes the dance between the nations, right? Like um, they're no longer sort of just laying down and sort of taking it. It's it's sending it right back and saying, you, you made your bed and you lay in it. Yeah. And, um, you know, someone who deserves credit for being a part of this, who's also in the news this week, is our friend Maladi, one of the co-founders of Bye Bye Plastic Bags. What's she up to? She's in Davos with all the world leaders. Fancy. Incredible. Yeah, it is cool that the youth are being recognized this year. Yeah, and I think especially because so many of them are young women. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so Maladi, you know, young co-founder of Bye Bye Plastic Bags, one of our partners for WSL Pure. Um, She's really just an incredible teenage change maker. And so she's at Davos, you know, saying that message, hey, we need to act on climate, we need to act on plastic, we need to step up, and hopefully that message gets through to all those men in power. Yeah, really cool. (laughs) What else do we have going on? We also have a... Oh, right. Yeah. You want to go? Sure. (laughs) No, you go, you go, you go. All right, cool. Well, if you're interested in working on plastic pollution, you live or are interested in living in California, Surfrider Foundation, our friend and partner, is seeking applicants for a plastic pollution policy coordinator, uh, preferably based in Northern California. And the role is going to be focused on advocacy in California as well as nationwide. So this is a really cool opportunity to really, you know, put your money where your mouth is and get to work on this stuff. So if you have experience there, go apply, help Surfrider do what they do. They do an amazing job. Um, And we'll link to that, of course, in the show notes. 
What else? Any yeah. other, any climate news this week? Uh, there sure is. Glad you glad you mentioned that, Reese. Um, so I saw in the New York Times this week um, they wrote about climate change adaptation in conservative states, um, and it's this article that talks about how all these conservative states have sort of sent in their proposals um, for uh, future disaster relief money um, and funds. And I was particularly excited because my home state of Florida um, was one of the only ones who called it climate change and really called it out um, by that phrase. A lot of the others sort of tiptoed around that idea. Um, but Florida really sort of put their foot down and used it. It's a funny dance that the, the, the states are doing because they're basically saying, like, we can't say climate change because the federal government won't like that. So we say, you know, sea level rise, adaptation or all these different terms, which is smart for them to do the right thing to get the funding to protect their citizens and their communities. But what a weird world we live in that we have to do that and like not call it what it is. Totally. And I think it's really brave of Florida, especially because you feel it all in Florida. And like growing up, you you experience it all in, in your backyard, no matter what. And so you're not sort of waiting around for it to happen. You, you're you living it. You're already underwater. Yeah. I mean, Florida's already underwater. Full on. Yeah. Anytime there's even a tropical storm, at least the neighborhood that I grew up in, was completely flooded. Like we got canoes out and, and canoed around the streets. It's a nice adaptation. It doesn't sound so terrible. No, <laughs> I kid. That, that is terrible. Okay, um, a few seconds left. What do we got? One more? Yeah. One more. Um, New York Times has this cool article that kind of went way over our heads because, uh, you know, we are just average human beings here. Um, but bricks alive, scientists create living concrete. So they've actually, these scientists have created concrete out of bacteria. And it's it's incredible. Yeah. I don't really know how it works, but... <laughs> But um, it's really exciting and cool and, and a solution to a problem that at least I don't think about as like, you know, a major sort of climate polluter. But it is. Right. And so it's cool to see these these um, solutions. Yeah, for sure. We love cool, innovative solutions. We'll link to that in the show notes. That's all we have for this week. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Reese. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. <laughs>